0: Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I give a shit. How are you doing today? It's hot out there, right? Um, anyway, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about vacation, folks, because you know what? Where I'm going to be next week. I'm gonna be in the Jersey Shore. You know, I I love uh, vacation. You know, if I don't go on vacation myself, I just get so jealous and FOMO, FOMO it addict, FOMO, it, FOMO it, it. It there's a word there. I'm gonna get it, but not the not not now on the radio. But anyway, uh, just don't show me too many of your vacation pics, and I'm not gonna show any of mine. I don't post my vacation pics because I feel like you don't really need to know about it. It's not that interesting, except to me. So thanks for listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are the most fabulous radio station in the world because I've listened to all of the stations, and I know. But I really, uh, I want to give us a plug because, you know, we got this new version 2.0 of our uh, app, and it's really great. Like, the best way to listen to the Radio station is if you download radiofreebrooklyn.org slash iPhone or slash Android, just download it on your phone, and then you will never be alone. You will be, you will have your friends at Radio Free Brooklyn around you constantly. And you know what? That can drive you a little crazy too, but you have control. Don't forget if you want to turn it off, you can. Anyway, so I'm, um, this is. So okay, so you know I'm a little weird, but and 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 I don't, you know, I don't um there's nothing normal about. Well, there's a lot of really normal. There's a lot of boring things about me too, I guess. But that this this is not about me. Um so I had the I'm going to say great good fortune last week. I was with my husband Phil. Are you listening? Phil, you're at work today? Maybe not. You're at your office. <laughs> Um, anyway, I was walking uh, at this park near in our neighborhood in in, in Bushwick, and we came across this great uh, charismatic speaker speaking, saying so many amazing things about helping people and children, and you know he was he was he wasn't just saying it; he was somebody who's making a video. I found a documentary about it. Okay, it wasn't like just some crazy guy. All right, you get it. So anyway, it was this guy that was saying really powerful things in a really powerful way. And uh, we stood and watched him for a while with Astro, our dog, and then we went over and chatted with him, and I thought he would be such a great guest today. And so I actually got him to come here for you guys. And I have never really had a human, he's a humanitarian, I have never had anybody like this. On my show before. He's done so many things. He's involved in so many things, mostly helping kids. So, this is what, so fumble, I'm going to fumble through this a little bit, but um, there is, he is involved in one. I'm going to just tell you, we do have something that you can go to attend and meet him on Sunday, August 5th. And it's called uh, Hip Hop to Hip Hope Guns Down, Stop the Violence and it's a uh it's on sunday august 5th and it's a ride that's what is a ride i'm going to introduce you his name is um Kel, dr kelvin rappin tate so dr kelvin rappin tate what what is a ride
1: uh the, the ride well first of all, i want to thank you and uh, it's a great honor to have met you and your husband, and um, and our dog, and, and oh, the K K nine. I called him K nine. <laughs> um, he's a
0: yappy bratty yeah, dog, yeah. right? It's but, for but
1: sure. He's, he's definitely he was humble. <laughs> uh, you don't catch him like that. No, I don't uh, know. But, beginning. Yeah,
0: yeah. well, humble beginning. Yes.
1: Yeah, I just want to just uh, really say that um, uh, the ride is going to be. It's called. First of all, I have to send a greetings to you and uh-huh. your station from the Secretary General of the United Nation. I am the youth advisor, first appointed humanitarian youth advisor, Secretary General of El Salvador. And I'm the first humanitarian hip hop to hip hope artist to ever be advising. So that is a great deal for the music World and the cultural of what we consider spoken word that is politically as real, true hip-hop to hip-hop.
0: Look at me, guys. Can you believe I got this
1: guy on here
0: just by meeting him on the street? I'm impressed. I'm feeling good right now. Okay, go ahead.
1: Thank you. And so uh we're going to have this event. We're going to be having in honor and remembrance. My brother's anniversary is coming up October 31st. He was slaughtered, giving his life for a three-year-old and the mother at a gas station, building homes for Habitat and Humanity, and along with Building other, homes? Yes.
0: Wow, for yes. Habitat Humanity. And how old were you when yeah. he was
1: uh, you murdered? T- <laughs> taking 10 years off of that, I was right about 30. Uh, 30 when he 30, was murdered, yeah, yeah. a long time uh, uh, ago. Uh, yeah, yeah like 30, a while ago. No, no, ago. I was 35, 35. No, no. Oh, but, I was 35. I mean, 10 years to that point, yeah, 35. Right, 10 years right, ago. right, right, right. So uh and he would have been thirty this so year. So it was only he five was years
0: ago. That's not very long ago really. Yeah,
1: it's not really not long. No, ago.
0: not yeah. at all. <laughs> nah. No.
1: So um what are we doing is um I've always been doing work uh since I was fourteen and using hip hop as hip hope uh to uplift and encourage people. I always just want to see the world. Uh, from a global uh perspective, I always thought through the arts and through the music, maybe painting, visual arts or whatever it may be, a spoken word, that it can heal because that's what it did for me. It, it allowed me to express, to be able to heal myself and go through. So to answer your question to the ride, we're going to actually have uh motorcycles. We're inviting well. Wow. We, we would love to have as many motorcycles Thanks, God, for 73rd Precinct, Inspector Moscow, and thanks for the NYPD, for the Chief Madri, for giving me the green light. They normally don't do this and go out of their way, but uh, they did uh, honor it, and they thought that it's, it's a great occasion because we figured that... Um, we're we're, going to go after these boys called the red and blue boys I call them and some say Crips and Bloods but my brother was assassinated eradicated by one of those I won't say which one on the radio Mm -hmm. but uh, he was eradicated and his life was taken by and Mm -hmm. I looked into how can I because the guy that took it was young he went in and I was looking at how can I take this uh, death certificate and use it as a way as a birth certificate
0: can you get over that (laughs) That is so powerful. I mean, here's a man who is using compassion uh, to, to uh, just overcome something that would be so easy to uh, hate, to, 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 to have hate and, and contempt and all that rage. And you're just turning it into compassion. It's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, thank you. So, basically, um, what I, what I've done because I've I've done a lot of journeys here, and so um, me being at the Secretary General's side and being his advice humanitarian advisor, um, they in the new end they're working on a 2025 campaign with young people, rather young adults especially um, between the ages of uh, 19 to at least 30. Uh, they want to see them actually having control of being able to be entrepreneurs and being able to uh, run their own programs and in, in whatever city state or community so it wasn't hard for me to accept to be the advisor to him because what he loved about me was that I had already been d- done it. I, I started my first nonprofit at fourteen. Got three board of directors. Went to the Secretary of State. Um, don't say where my money is, but I, I gave. I turned it over to my cousin, and she had, and it's uh, she's it's over twenty five years old, and she's still running a program yeah, and everything.
0: <laughs> okay, so you you idiots who are hanging out in your basement, you know, smoking weed and and uh, watching, uh, you are probably playing video games. Get on it! Look at this. This guy. So um, I want to, we're going to get into like more about who um, Kelvin is, but I just want to sum it up if you want to get involved. So this is this ride on Sunday, August 5th at 928 Mother Gaston Boulevard, Brooklyn, and they meet at 11 and you leave at 12 noon. Okay, and I'll post that on my Facebook page, too, so, you know, know where to go. So, um, anyway, Kelvin, you know, so here's the thing. Okay, so this is so amazing to me that, uh, you know, like I always like make it like I've had it so rough because, you know, I had abusive parents or crazy, you know, my father was hospitalized for depression. Mm. But, you know, I guess we all overcome our own stories. But when I was talking with Kelvin uh, before... We came on the air. I mean, I I want I want to see if we can sort of communicate what really going through a hard life as a child is, because I don't know if every everyone knows what 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 is possible, what happens in some, for some children, and and like how strong and exemplary. Um my new friend can I call you my friend now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my new friend Kelvin. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, thank so, you. Thank so you for why accepting are, me. Yeah. cuz I want to understand what you're doing and I just want people to know what what you've been through a little bit. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit you were born you were in uh um uh, foster care uh, yes and with your aunt and then yes. what happened?
1: Uh well I want to give big shout out to Aunt Bert and Uncle Clint uh White the White family. Mhm. Uh W I K E. Um mm-hmm. but um they they you're born in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. No, no. That, that's what that, wrong it's, about a, it's, this. A, it's an interesting story. Um, it's a journey off Elvis town. <laughs> my father was in air force. He was stationed, uh, in, uh, upstate New York, preparing, um, to go to Texas route to Texas. Uh, this story I was told and my mother, uh, went in labor in Memphis, Tennessee on a 747. Wow. Um, <laughs> And and so the plane had to reroute back to Memphis. Oh my God. And uh, so a nurse, uh, that was an actual retired nurse. That was an uh, air flight attendant that actually, and I used to keep up with everyone John, but we lost Skuntay. But um, I was birthed on the plane. and That's uh, amazing. And so they said this baby is going to be now a child. Now it makes sense. You were birthed on a plane.
0: <laughs> okay, that explains everything. I got it.
1: So they said, I'll be flying. This child will fly forever. So I'm still looking for my you wings.
0: Can, really? Wow.
1: <laughs> so, but... Um, so after that, uh, my unbirth them night uh, like literally took me in. Uh, I was a child, and they raised me. We left Brooklyn. I, w- I went to PS1, uh, PS one, PS one forty nine public school, and I left there. And we went up to Maryland, and then uh, Maryland didn't like nothing in the eighties about New York. So at that, my uncle. You were bullied. Me. I was bullied. There you okay, go. Okay,
0: and then you got in trouble. You got in um, trouble. Um, I'm condensing this so we can like find out more. We can get yes, it all yes, in. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. So you were bullied and you got and, in trouble, and, but because somebody bullied
1: you. Yeah, they bullied me, and they, he was. I literally saw him bullying the others too. So, yeah. Uh, me boxing at PAL, I had a little little stop there. So I was able to defeat his name Superman, Work. and I became New York.
0: <laughs> okay, so let me just tell you that the guy that this gentleman sitting, my new friend. Is a very large and powerful-looking man. You looks like easily could be, you know, doing security anywhere <laughs> if, if you wanted. Yeah, I'm there if, if you, you need wanted, a private, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. I take bodyguard. Yeah. Yes, I would take. I it. I wish I needed one, but <laughs> yeah, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one that my husband can't deal with.
1: Right.
0: So anyway, go ahead. So you were.
1: So, um, uh, so once I, I got in trouble there, and I ended, e- eventually you had uh, to go
0: back in the system. Back into
1: the system, ended up in Chicago,
0: the foster care foster system care we're system. Talking yes, about yes. Folks.
1: Department of Children Family Services, which they change it now, but um, human family services now. <laughs> but uh, I ended up there, and then in my route there, I I realized that Chicago had a lot of gangs, and uh, I try not to say gangs because stereotype. I say street nations, and the reason why I say street nations because when we all go into society, we hit the streets. And we all have our own ethic and our own nationalities. But at the same time, we have to deal with what's out there. Mm-hmm. So um, I eventually, at the, by the time I was 14, I uh, thank God, make sure you be wherever she's at. Uh, Reverend St. Clair, she's about ninety-six now. And she saw something special because in me, I was over. We had locked down, knocked down Reverend Jackson's place. What happened was that Reverend Jesse Jackson was this Operation Push thing, was talking about children, children. And, and we weren't seeing youth there. And we saw them we was just saying they pimping and making money off everybody and it's poor people getting lied to and tricked on so what I did is I brought in like a thousand youth and somebody called all these polices and uh, they wanted to know who brought them in here and when they found out it was I that brought the youth there and I was a youth myself that's when Reverend St. Clair said we gotta let him go to tour the jails let him get some real experience Mm -hmm. and so from there I was able to uh, emerge from that and then I went from touring houses. Torn over 386 public schools And my name became Repertoire And then in eighty uh, around 88, 89 I dropped the first single We sold over 10,000 units And I began to uh, use all of that To uh, engage I was also a teen alcoholic So I used all these things to try to motivate myself But looking for those that are Looking to motivate themselves That's not trying to depend on anyone for free or, get, or manipulate someone for something
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you took all of that horrible stuff that you had been had thrown into and like just like plused it <laughs> or like just made it like it's so i don't know how somebody like i'm really impressed that's all i just like i see people that like fall down under much much less but you you obviously have some some real you know inner inner drive to really connect with people so you you are motivated to help kids yes and you were saying to me that a lot of times with the kids that you help you wind up seeing yourself in them or what what in you like helps you identify with these kids or what how do you what is that
1: well uh i was a child that was uh i had impediment i had uh, my mother was it's a experiment called the eugenics you got to go study but my mother was part of that experience um and Mm -hmm. unfortunately she's the one to tell me the story and she she couldn't believe i can i could speak as well as i did Mm -hmm. and that's what fascinated her but the thing was was that um when i see a child that have autism or have impediment problems or or child or any anyone you know Today it could be because you got older people that have problems too, and when someone is basically dehumanizing them and making them and causing them to become a part, feel as they're exercised from an environment from society. I, I look at that as a humanity effort. I look at that as a, a human being, that's a person, and so immediately what kicks into me is um, self motivation, demonstration, no conversation. And so, sorry, it's rhymes but that is mm-hmm. what it is. And so, what I do is allow I begin the process on like what they like to do what they want to do and then mm-hmm. what i do is use myself by not telling them about it but i like what i'm doing with you inviting you guys out on the fifth um so that the world can see and that's mm-hmm. what i'm doing with the young people i want them to be able to see not that i'm this great white hope because they're the hope mm-hmm. we're the hope the nation is the hope mm-hmm. society is the hope but mm-hmm. it's up to them to say i can come out of this and i can emerge and i will
0: and also, it sounds like your passion for music, and you say you do a lot of spoken word. Mostly yes, i have now, you right? to have to do Which is what first. I kind of saw you doing, right? <laughs> yes. So um, that uh, you—that seems like a way that you relate to youth because that's a universal language, and if you're like a, you're you're essentially one of them, like a young person, because you're part of that same music. Is that what? Is that kind of what happens there or your yes. way of connecting?
1: and then when it comes to, when you look at what's happening with the Israelis in Pakistan and you look at what's happening in the, in, in, like when you look at Exaton and like on all these young rappers that just getting eradicated or they're dying from synthetic drugs, but especially the ones mm-hmm. that's in the streets, that's affecting everything globally. And it's affecting us in the cultural, in the music, in the arts. Now, most positive artists, we come from different denominations walks of faith but we get along just fine cuz we're not pushing religion we're pushing inspiration uplifting motivation for people to get people to heal for themselves and do as we do. Right. And so the whole concept for me is how do we get people without pushing religion without preaching religion without making somebody become what you want them to become but they become what their uh life has predestined them to be and evolutionize them to go far in life and to be Uh, How do we take all of this and make sense of it and make it a reality? And that's when I look at David and I think about how he wrote the spoken word in the in jail, uh, in the Torah. When I look at how uh, Moses, Moses did what he did Mm -hmm. and how Solomon. So I look at the Proverbs, I look at all of this. And so that's how. Life, like you and I, this is a spoken word. It doesn't have a rhythm a physical beat to it, but the beat and the rhythm is, is actually prophetically coming, is delivering, and is engaging, and is allowing us to institute where people can begin to use their imagination and illustrations like they were in mm-hmm. the 60s when they didn't have television in the 40s and 50s when they were just starting with Tom Edison and everybody. Mm-hmm. So, this is what we want to do mm-hmm. in spoken word to get the new generation to become as a prolific writer as Lord Yashua was and as David and Solomon mm-hmm, with the apprenticeship mm-hmm. and the thought patterns.
0: Um, you know, that was interesting also um, what we were talking about a little bit before that I think is worth making, creating some awareness about cause I wasn't aware of it. Um, but you said that synthetic drugs are a big problem or being, being sort of, uh you know uh, uh used and maybe propagated a bit by the hip hop community is that right or like can you explain more about
1: that so people can keep an eye out or understand that yes no problem yeah thank you um well, <clears throat> well the hip hop let's let's go i go like i said once again i go from the days of with the Turo. The the Torah to me is um, mm-hmm. or or the Bible the NGL these books even I talk to my Muslim brothers out there the Quran. I say those are all spoken word books whatever but my the thing that I'm looking at doing is. How do we be the game changers in becoming those prolific writers as artists? Maybe even through your illustration and painting. because paintings, they really project a lot and it saves a lot. Yeah. And even in comedy, comedy has a way on how to cause the sense of humor to be uh, uh vigorated self where it can begin to, where the person either laughing, sad, sorrow, tear, no different than a sport player on a court or a football field changing lives as well. So the whole concept is to take these lyrics and take this word and smoke a word it as a needle being injected mm-hmm. into someone's body so that mm-hmm. someone can begin to see their musculatory mm-hmm. system, respiratory system, mm-hmm. nervous mm-hmm. system come into place where they can be in subjection so that they can be able to utilize mm-hmm. these services to make something of themselves mm-hmm. and become that is greater mm-hmm. than what they are in the, in the, in the, face of the nation.
0: Right. So you're using uh hip hop to, Hip hope. hip hope. Hip <laughs> hop, And hip hop, you're making hip hop hip hop. But um. so is there a synthetic drug problem in the hip it,
1: hop yes.
0: community? Well,
1: I'll start with myself. Um, I've been 22 years clean myself. Um, And since the time from I, I'm, I'm dealing with all entertainment now. That's yeah. What, yeah. From sports to to the microphone. Right. So, and yes, the synthetic drugs right now has rapidly Taking out a lot of our artists, the industry. I don't blame the hip hop community, right? Of uh, the, the people like this, the human, but they do have some responsibility and accountability. Yeah, that I do because because I, I
0: every public figure does, you right? know.
1: And that's what I'm doing. That's why I do what I'm doing. Yeah. But when we're losing young people that's on synthetic drugs and carrying guns and knives, and then they don't have no memorization of what they may have done, or it's too late. Um, mm-hmm. That's a problem in America. That's a problem across the country. When you look across Africa, just finding that. Um, and I was on Tramadol because I was hurt <clears throat> and injured in football, blind sight, thrown in a coma because my, my uncle goodness. my uncle introduced me to alcohol. I, I didn't ask for it. He told me it's Kool-Aid and that's how I ended up on it. But wow. Tramadol is raiding over in certain parts of Africa right now. Children are literally falling out, killing, slaughtering and murdering each other. And it's not being talked about. So, yeah. when we look at. In in the United States, we look at all of these rappers, and if you just look at them, you could tell they on those synthetic drugs. Opioid is, it, we know that's rating, but these uh, K2s, they got all of these different packages and different things. So then the next thing you know, I tell people, you can't go one without the other. We got to push both. So what I did, I, com- I compounded into a hip hop word. And what I did, I said, I call it drug gun. And they said, what is drug gun? Drugs and guns because you can't go one without the other. I lost a brother to violence, and the guy was high from what I was so intoxicated when Uh he murdered my brother. And then at the same time, I've seen artists die right before me and off these particular synthetic drugs. And people in Harlem, I literally seen die Mm -hmm. right there, and they could not bring them back because Mm -hmm. at that time, they didn't have a lot of things they have today.
0: So it's also interesting to me that the government or whatever, whoever it is, uh, that there's a big uh, push about uh, an awareness campaign, say about opioids, but this is also a big problem: synthetic drugs, and that's not being addressed. Is that is that true? Yeah. Well,
1: well, well, it's not being addressed enough, but it that's one reason why I call it drugging. And me, I look at as a humanitarian. This is things I'm looking at bringing to the UN. And my I have three years in this seat mm-hmm. and advising the Secretary General of Salvador. And and we're looking at because we're talking about sustainable goals, and we're talking about right. how we develop and using the getting the UN involved into this substance abuse and what's happening out here with our girls and mm-hmm. sons. So what we're gonna do is just basically utilize me as a person who ex, who went through this experience, which that's real, that's in real time, yeah. and then as an artist, but at the same time giving them the actual facts. Like I give you one closing. <clears throat> there was a guy. <clears throat> excuse me, just recently a artist um, that was from LA, I'm trying to get his name we talk, but anyway, he ended up um, taking uh, PCP, and with the PCP he, this three years ago, he had, he was he I think he sold over 500,000 albums in the 90s mm-hmm. and he did, and by 2001 he was done, but he was out there where he eventually ended up taking the drugs three years ago and uh, eating his girl's organs. They instituted him and they asked and questioned him, did you have any ideology of what you have done? And he said, no, I want to get out of these cuffs. They said, well, you won't be, you'll be here a long time because mm-hmm. you ate your girl's for an organ. So this is what I'm saying that when you mix these drugs, now a lot of people say legalize marijuana. I say, okay, we understand that there's some legalization and certain things that for certain people, because I have musculatory disorder myself and I understand inflammatory mm-hmm. and there's certain things that just help mm-hmm. you out. Mm-hmm. But with this, we're saying when it's synthetic, when it was synthetic, when you got those drugs mixing like that, we got to get more information and be more informative, but it's going to take more people like myself who are true and willing to stand and actually explain this to these young artists mm-hmm. and challenge the young artists to become mm-hmm. a better leader in involvement and maybe sustaining to help other young people from sports of entertainment to the microphone, to the fields.
0: So you, do you feel like some of the problem are, or or maybe what part of the solution is, is for young people to have better leaders?
1: Yes. Uh, well, I can tell you this With with tech, technology stage. I, I, personally, because I've grown with these young people now that's 25 to 35. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> those that's 25, 35, they now have children. Uh, they're pretty brilliant. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the tech world, the technology world, they just uh, them along with now, that next generation mm-hmm. between 17 to 28, uh, that generation uh, needs to be inspired to inspire themselves. And that's, that's all I am. I'm just a product of inspiring my independency and allow myself to be modified so that they can begin to modify themselves and it becomes like a domino effect. And then each generation, Mm. each cultural and all ethnic of nationalities will be able to what we call hip hop to hip hope. Like you are one, I'm one that makes two, but imagine if our mindsets become one greater as one together, combined it on how we can Mm -hmm. uh, cause these young people and young adults to begin to be mm-hmm. greater thinkers and greater critical thinkers and being able to really resolve their own conflict resolution than someone trying to push something down them.
0: Well, you know, I get this feeling that, you know, you look at, um, you can look at a child and believe that that child, even if they're eight years old or five years old, has the ability to sort of make, be okay to 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 have their own agency to look for uh, positive things. Like you you had a story about um, when you were in the, I guess, a foster home, yes. and you called um, one of your mentors, and they got you out.
1: Yes, um, that <clears throat> to answer to because you have all these religious people that play games with people's lives, mm-hmm. and that's what we talk about in the culture. That's why people are not know about these institutions these days because it's like you know, when we'll do the church outside is what everybody says. But the thing is, is that um, when I look at what happened to me, I was molested mm-hmm. um, by foster parents. Mm. And then one biological parent, uh mm. re- relative down the line. Mm. So going through these traumatic traumas, somehow mm. getting to this point, and my uncle introduced me to alcohol, was kind of mm. like an escape, I thought and with all of this and then looking, coming into the spoken world, spoken word world being able to use that as an outlet to express and say what I need to and let it mm-hmm. off my chest and when I started looking into the behold eyes of my own peers I began to see things they didn't have to explain and mm. so, it is, right. so it is with the world for me right. now and so right. what I do instead of some people say, hey, you just judge me. Mm, no. no, what I do is I lead by the example. Like, okay, if I heard them speak, say, I went through this, I went through that. Or if I can see in their soul by being around them and experience with them, sometimes it can happen spontaneously. But when it mm-hmm. does happen, I just become a leader and a role model for it. And what I do is I look for them to, to come and say, yo, Tate, I saw something in you and i think i can do greater and i said that's what i was looking for yeah so
0: oh god it's so inspiring oh my god i mean i'm this is gonna like break my my cynical defense i don't know if i can handle this folks so you know what i'm gonna do then i'm gonna do a station id how's that all right let's do
1: it (laughs) id'd up
0: so, anyway, I just have to uh, remind you that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and I appreciate you listening to us. Um you know, uh, things are really tight for everybody these days, and if you want to help support us, that would be so great because we're we're trying to really get the word out on so many levels. So just go to radiofreebrooklyn dot org slash donate um you know you can make a one time donation and any amount is a, is very very much appreciated um so anyway uh if you are tuning in now I'm here with dr Kevin rappin Tate and we're talking about um he's a human, an inspiring humanitarian and and you there's just way too much but you'll see we're we're we've been talking about um how he's really inspiring youth. Okay, that's kind of summing it up in one sentence. Um, I so anyway, um, Kevin, do people call you Tate? We we don't really know each other for that long. <laughs> I mean, am I calling? i calling you Kevin? Are you used to calling well, Tate? Well, Doctor Kevin? I don't really even know. Well, what the well, best way.
1: Well, now because I am a uh, I'm, I'm under the UN diplomat and I hold the title I'm an ambassador so i'm an ambassador for peace so it's it's gonna be ambassador tate yes
0: ambassador tate yes <laughs> oh my god see yeah. this is this is so counter transference of me because like i can't believe that i have somebody who's like nate who's titled ambassador tate in in the studio with me well it's real? okay folks <laughs> this is happening uh ambassador tate thank yeah. you I'm glad oh, thank i you. asked that i thank should asked that us. like right in the beginning but uh Anyway, so you know you have someone you I know that um, you've accomplished or have helped a lot of people which is an accomplishment but I know you're not you're doing it because you have to and I understand that and it's really meaningful to hear about and I want to um, just to get like some you know put some try to imagine some of the what's happened with you and the kids that you've uh, worked with. So can you give us like one or two stories? You don't have to use names, but just like personal incidences that you've gone through with young people.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, like the young man you met you saw on the camera. His name is Craig Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. We started a company called c Media, Craig and Tate.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: what I did was like I, I said early on, I started my first not-for-profit when I was 14. And Craig just finished college, but he had he had been looking for me because no one was out there done what I did in my, in my young days. And he saw that I was still revelant and still doing it. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't believe I was in New York. So he researched it. <laughs> and How he, did
0: he find you? And,
1: oh, he found me through it, like everything else, the social media and, and got in contact with me, but he was kind of like a low civic steam and he was getting ready to graduate and high school college y- yeah college, college college yeah yeah oh yeah all, all my students are coming with degrees we're going in degrees oh, now oh
0: <laughs> wow really okay. yeah
1: hip-hop to hip-hop don't forget that's the program hip-hop to hip-hop but anyway uh what i did basically i heard him out and i made his dream of what he wants to become and do and society a reality by accepting him to do my documentary because that's what he went to school for that's what he trained for oh, wow and you know in most cases when you go to colleges we normally don't proceed Pursue the goal. We end up doing some other things. So with me, I have a uh, my PhD in divinity. I have a minor in broadcasting. But at the same time, um, I don't. We're concerned about those accolades. I'm more concerned about humanity. In society and so I made his a reality so that's a, he's a plus success because he's now once he's, he's got all my archives of tapes things that I never looked on VHS oh, tape wow. um, and he's actually piecing them together he even threw some up on Facebook he's so excited he's throwing them on YouTube uh, watching the, the little skinny me I can't believe it lied. I think I was eating a <laughs> lot of protein uh, it was protein uh, I'll say uh, <laughs> I call it like a protein vegetables
0: <laughs> but
1: the other success story is in Chicago a young lady um, that's now twenty-seven, married, has uh, two children, and she's an attorney and wow. con- she's a counsel. And she remember when I was using uh, my my literacy program, uh read, and I was telling which was acronym, which is under Dr. Burrell today, rejuvenate exonerate all delinquent. And now she's successful attorney and counselor, and she's now orchestration and orchestrating and building up young people in the West side of Chicago so that they can become more into the civics form of life so they can go back and fight on their own. So those are two success stories there.
0: So that's like kind of like having grandchildren, isn't it?
1: (laughs) I feel great. Uh, That's why I told you. I'm like, the Moses of hip hop mm-hmm. to hip hop. Are, are
0: there any young people that you're working with now that you're excited about? Oh
1: yeah. Um we're working all throughout the Brooklyn Tri-State communities. Mm-hmm. Any
0: uh, you know, personal stories of women Oh, uh, um, you know, people in particular. Oh
1: yeah, well I have one story right now, a right away story. Um young man out of Bronzeville, um, um he run, his name is um James James Mortrill. Uh, uh James Mortrill is thirty years of age, grew up in Bronzeville, and he just started, um, I mean, he started 10 years ago. Uh, he had an idea. Uh, his great his grandfather had died, introduced him to a guy that owned a peace mm-hmm. place. Peacery guy was about to go out of business. James jumped in and got partnership with him, and that the pieces are selling like crazy. Community is going Beautiful. and supporting it because James from the community. Plus, he gives pieces back to the community. So very brilliant, very broad. He has his bachelor science degree, and then the other part is is that he actually has a cleaning business, <laughs> wow. and and a janitorial cleaning business. And what he does is he hire young people from the development that's um, out of the community that wants to work and they employ them by going to keep their own buildings cleaned and keep the urine and things out of the elevators and off mm-hmm. the camp and so uh, it's it's, just, it's like one way of being able to keep your own community clean but also you're being compensated for it so that's a right now success Wow story.
0: it's so great to hear that, that just <laughs> I love hearing positive things like that that there's you know there's so much crap going on and it's so good to hear <laughs> it's so refreshing my god
1: Yes. So, and I had, do, I do have a, a, another. Yes, question. please. And, and go I will, ahead. and I will love to leave you with a spoken word. That's my gift. Oh, but yeah. But I have, uh, uh, I, because you were saying, hip hop to hip hop, we're going at the families in the arts now. We're not going single. We're mm-hmm. at the family. So I do have a family uh, that I'm modeling. I have a young man that has three children, but he has a son right now that I grew with when he was just two years of age. He's four years old right now. His name is His name is Hep He's going to be performing mm. with me on wow. August August eleventh. He's going to perform in the Bronx with me. And he's been going everywhere with me. Oh, and I wow. mean, he prolifically. And I mean, his lyrics comes across like he's ten or nine. This wow. is how great this little four year old is. It, I mean, you will go past him being four. You'll be excited to see his height, but you will go past him being four. And so his father and he. Uh, actual duet his father has gotten more gigs than he ever could imagine his lifetime wow though his father came under a group called Gangstar, which was guru was his mentor but i said if guru was living today he would know that this child is the next big thing Mm -hmm. and kept secret Mm -hmm. so that's what hip-hop the hip-hop is doing with young people
0: um you know i'm thinking about because you're involved i mean one of the causes is you know getting rid of gun violence that you're interested in and or you know working working on and um i feel um and I, i i'm guessing there are a lot of people like me i feel like the whole conversation around gun control in america is so crazy and irrational that i don't even know how to begin to think about it i mean it's like i it obviously seems really stupid like can you do you have any perspective
1: that
0: <laughs> you can illuminate why do you have an understanding why America can't get their shit together on guns?
1: I I, I tell you this, because I tell people if you really have an experience losing a loved one I haven't. You you from guns, my uh, uncle. And I and I pray that you never. Yeah. Um you would never understand why people fight up against it. Now, I tell people realistically, you would have to start with Rome. In order to understand the United States, <laughs> because we're talking about the, the the great days of when they only had rocks like weapons, and they had fire and stone and water, okay, and and, the, and and they was weapons, they was real used as weapons. But for me, I think if you just train, if you begin to train and educate human beings about some, not not to, not that I I condone. Or, or, or I promote any form of violence, domestic mm-hmm. violence, juvenile violence, mm-hmm. whatever, verbal right. violence. But education is the most best kept secret on any form of life. And if you educate yourself, you yourself, don't depend on what society may tell you and dictate. You as a parent, you as a mother, you as a community, you as a village, you as a church, you as an institution, whatever, as you educate your people and educate yourselves. That's how it would be able to determine to really come to a solution. I truly believe that if everyone did come into that form of agreement of alignment, we'll all be probably in a shock of the amount of at least gun violence that may be interrupted. But right now, what people have to watch out for because they know the laws are changing against stricter and stern on young people and young people knows it it's the knife that's kind of making a wave now mm. because they can't, mm. because the gun is getting yeah, more charges oh, and yeah. what happened them. And I'm, and I'm educated by the young people who, who actually been, Yeah, you're
0: in there. Yeah. And see it.
1: Yes. And, and they're informing me. And so they're telling me, well, I did the knife thing on them because it's a lesser charge. If I did the gun, oh. I would have got more charges. So,
0: so so you see it as an education do you do you feel that the people that are making the laws are to remove from like what you're you know what you're talking about gun violence like a like in their you know like having like having lost a relative from gun violence must be would definitely be a profound effect on someone's attitudes about guns Yes. So, I mean, I've lost relatives in the war, but it's not the same. Condolences go to you for that. Yeah. but uh, I'm serving those. No, I, you know, but uh, the thing is, is that do you think that the people who are making the laws are so removed from that that they don't even, like, they can't even understand it or?
1: Well, I could say this. I base this off actual facts. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I've constantly conversate with people from all general even when I was young I had many questions so I would actually ask adults questions and challenge them and then mm-hmm. but when it comes down you have a lot of people in society and I give you one for instance I remember a friend guy of mine that got raped by his uncle mm-hmm. he said I'm going to find a job that helps me to lock up every person that touched children mm-hmm. and he does that to this day
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and I understand him mm-hmm. but that was his thought pattern and based off the perception of what, what was impersonated upon him and it should have never happened mm-hmm. but that's the thought so when he doesn't unfortunately even if he's wrong if it comes to a child this is what he told himself so it's the same way with most people that may govern in law like law enforcement I got them in my family
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and councils. I've heard the conversations among their peers, young in time up to this day. A lot of these people, when they were young, they said to themselves that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a, a part of my, make my own solution, make my own rights. I'm going to, some say I'm going to dictate other human lives and play games because they never experienced it. Then you got some that say I'm going to be a mad scientist and I'm just going to write up in and everything and agree mm-hmm. with, with my peers who are in part, who's a part of my uh, Consular or part of my or uh, law by citizen. So the point I'm making is that a lot of people have grown up before they came at us when they was younger age, and they made their minds and said what they was gonna do. And this is true, and that's mm-hmm. why you have the churches and institutions and places falling to pieces because a lot of these young people saw these things, and that's why today, now they're at dusk, they're older, they're grown, full-grown, got children, and now they're teaching their children the same way. The children are out there fighting on the same law, same way, and dictating the same constitution. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, I go back to the time of mm-hmm. Constantine the Emperor, mm-hmm. and I told somebody this, and I said, one thing about Constantine the Emperor, a lot of people didn't like, they don't really like it, they say, oh, he's a pagan. I said, maybe may be agreeable. But one thing, he was smart enough. He was smart enough to look at those Jews and those Hebrews and those guys that believed in their God. Mm -hmm. And because they was under his jurisdiction as slaves, but they, though they won the wars, Mm -hmm. he said, let every man decree and have his own religion among himself, as long as not one make problem with the other. And right. today we have that in Pakistan and Jerusalem and Israel. Mm-hmm. That's happening. And then you have mm-hmm. in the streets of America with these Crips and Bloods and these other street nations of uh, young brothers and sisters who have no understanding about those stars and how they really truly work in the best interest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do two things. One, a spoken word, and one, I tell the hip-hop guys that rise under this this. Wait,
0: wait, are you doing the spoken word now?
1: Yeah, I'm doing the spoken okay. word. Okay,
0: <laughs> all right. I just want to <laughs> let you guys know that this is, a, let me do an intro. Do you have a, is this a prepared spoken word?
1: Yes. It's is a, there rap a title take the, for uh, it?
0: Go ahead, tell us the title or something.
1: Well, it's Hip Hop to Hip Hope. Okay, there you go. Go ahead. I stand here today with Hip Hop to Hip Hope, but I used my third eye and I rearranged myself like John Pope, but resurrected myself like Lazarus when he came up out of the tomb. I stand here right now, I shoot you off like a baboon. I use no cartoons, no illustrations, but I come here to demonstrate it today, educate it. I come here to show the whole world it's no ultimatum. I stand here and look at the world of the young people in fantasy, hip-hop to hip hope. Can you hear me? Hear me in the spoken words, it's David, as he said, God will instruct thee, teach, and guide me. But I come to you to show you there's a third eye that's riding on me. The riding of me in society and humanity, seeing young children dying, but using so much profanity, dying in the streets with guns and blood baths, all the way to Israel, back to Jerusalem, to the United States to see so many young children. Heard a young shorty got shot just the other day. Hip hop the hip hope is here. That's no fear. No more cries of tears, no more blood to shed. As long as we educate ourselves and understand reality. We can come together and sit down as a family and get an understanding with all police. Police. Police what? Police your community. Police you. Police everything that you see in society to make a better humanity. Hip Hop the Hip Hope is only here to stand here for this year, for the next 20 years. As I look around, I sweat number of bloods and tears. I stand for the last time using Hip Hop the Hip Hope. Now faith is the substance and the evidence of things that's hoped for but not seen. My young brother said he was rolling down with the stars. He wanted to take out the Pakistan Jerusalem, but I said, hold on. You can find God. God is right there in the middle of your mind. Kingdom is what you want to build and what you want to see. But I stand here right now because either one of you should take the stars and kill each other in the streets. I come to uplift the whole world because what I see in Jerusalem and what I see in the United States, I see us coming together and we come together to hold and celebrate. But we have to come together understanding with knowledge, knowledge, but not abolish to understand the hip hop, the hip hope hip hope is that in your heart, your integrity, and what you stand for with your family. I stand here in reality, and I uplift this society. Take on your own responsibilities in your culture and on your ethnics. When you stand there, I guarantee you everything will begin to start to happen. I'm just one spoken word artist that's just coming to you today. I ain't looking for no fame, no stars, but I'm here to set it straight. I'm going to be like Neil Mile. I got to hit that door, and I got to pray. But before I get out of here, I'm not going to leave you astray. Hip-hop the hip-hop piece.
0: Whoa. Powerful stuff.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: I wish I had, I wish I had a bigger audience here. Can you guys at home clap, <laughs> or at work, wherever you are? That was really that was very moving. Thank you. Really moving. So, do you ever think about having your own family or anything like that? Do you <laughs> well, have children?
1: Well, you, you know, I have. Yes, I do. I do have family. But let me tell you how I have family. I have family based off the fact I look at Lord Joshua. I look at. I was going to say a little bit about this Crescent Moon thing. It was something that I discovered that I told these guys in the streets. I say, Abraham was the father of many seeds. You can say what you want to say. The guy said, well, you, I'm Muhammad, I believe. I said, well, if I am, if you find an am in there, then am that I am. <laughs> so I say, if we let it be that what it is and what it has become, I say that we can make a change and make a difference. So when I look at how uh, Bilal, who came from out of the city of Medina, with the Star David, and how he, excuse my expression, he took the ass-whipping for the prophet. And I said, I said, what's the thought? David took the ass-whipping. I said, the prophet didn't take it. But I said, but at the same time, he comes out of the which is mm-hmm. out of Jerusalem. And so I said, if we can use what Lord Yahshua, and we can use what Moses, and we can use what Abraham, when he possessed the land of Canaan, which you call it, the Holy City of Mecca, but I said, it was Canaan. I said, I said, Ismail, he had it. So you can say what you want, and how you want to say that it's still coming to Father Abraham. So with that being said, we have to exemplify and be an example And we have to show the world that we can come together and we can use our minds in a great humanity way for humanitarian efforts. Now, I have to keep it 100. I said, since the days of Rome, they had many problems, but they resolved a lot, as many as they possibly could. And even to the day when you think about Israel and you think about Pakistan and my soul, my heart and prayers are amongst them. I know that one day, eventually, if they do make the decision to make peace, it's going to be a peace in a unique way. That if they make peace, then the United States is going to have hell, and the United States is going to have to be prepared.
0: I'm just so I was asking you about whether you plan on having kids, right? And that was like the response. So I'm like putting it together, and the I'm response
1: like, the response to that is I love li- I like to leave you with a thought of thinking. But the concept is to answer it and sum it up now. That I got you to think, and I had you to respond. So I
0: got to go home and listen to this again.
1: Yes, yes, okay, yes. I will. But, I but,
0: will. I get. I kind of get that. But, but, but the
1: whole, the whole, the whole thing was really to leave that air, but to answer you to cleanse it up. Is basically that when I work in society, I come to find even the person of age who are so hopeless that can't define and help themselves become as a child. And so how could I deny them if Lord Yashua accepted the father into his life? Mm-hmm. And so did Abraham, did so, too. So and many others. And some people don't believe in them, but they just spiritually led by their ancestors. And if they can do those great things and lead people like Gandhi and others, then why can I not do what I do in hip hop The hip hop?
0: Yeah, it seems like you're doing it. Um, what, so what do you uh, what other things do you have planned for the group? The uh, organization for your role as uh, ambassador. Um, I'm sorry,
1: I'm like uh, you've uh, you've advised to the secretary general, or yeah. the or the hip hop. No, what was I program? supposed
0: to? There was. I'm sorry, I'm like blanking on no, your no title. Your title, ambassador.
1: Yeah, yes, yes. I'm the youth. Uh, I'm, I'm ambassador of clergymen and then i'm a youth advisor to the secretary general
0: right and you're ambassador tate yes ambassador, ambassador tate. that's yes. the word i'm looking ambassador, for now yes, okay tate. so what do you have do you, have, uh, you know what do you what do you kind of have go, looking forward to doing
1: um i'm looking forward to um we need a lot of support uh on what i'm doing i'm looking for people who have studios out there uh they have media production. Uh, they, uh, people who may be interns that uh, want to really get some good credit and really make a change, make a difference. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and willing to even have, open up the, we look we need space because it's like I can't really do the follow-ups impactfully, mm-hmm. even though I'm in the communities mm-hmm. real hard and I need to be able to have place in all five barrels. So if you know people out there that have space and we're open uh, so that when I'm in those mm-hmm. communities, I can invite those young people there mm-hmm. and we want to be able to uh, create my next big move is to get at least about $15,000 under Dr. Cabral because she goes in her own pocket paste and do everything. We have tapes now and albums. That's how I'm able to do all of this through her. But she's the executive producer. So you're the producer. Yeah, yeah, She she's the executive producer. I'm the Rev- volunteer.
0: Right, yeah. Reverend Dr. Margarita Cabral. She's, yes. She's the one who organizes. And talk and does me back into all of this. Rose. Yes, and, yes. And you're the... Uh,
1: humanitarian Parent, and volunteer artist the, yeah, the, the voice, voice to it. of it there yeah you go. yeah the voice for the voiceless is to become the voice there you go yes.
0: <laughs> so i want to uh, make sure that i also get out the email if you are interested in 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 either becoming part of it in any way yes. i think or volunteering or even if you have like an empty basement that that can be used or anything (laughs) really right yeah yeah so anyway the uh email is cnn.cib15 at gmail.com so that make
1: sure that basement is safely and friendly because if i'm working with young people you know entrustment is the very first policy to society and humanity
0: that's got to be safe yes yeah so is there anything that uh we've got six minutes left a few, a few of, a few of those. I have to do our uh, wrap up. But is there anything that you would like people to remember, or things that people, just average people, can do to make the planet a better place for all of us? Or do you want to do some more spoken word?
1: I could do the both. <laughs> I have no problem. Okay, um, this
0: is what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm just going to finish out my little spiel about listening to Radio Free Brooklyn and then turn it over to you. And so thank you for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. I'm here with Ambassador Tate. We're talking about a program that he has for youth called Hip Hop to Hip Hope. And stay fucking tuned because right after this, it's such great, we've got such a great lineup. We've got Elon Danziger, uh, Lost and Rewound. I got my my friend and I love uh Ben Talks I think is after that and Tom Tenney the station director's on tonight just stick around so I'm going to turn the rest of this 5 minutes over to my uh new friend <laughs> ambassador Tate go ahead
1: well I just want to just first of all thank everybody out there that's listening and I'm humbly grateful uh to as she said I, my new friend as well Lisa and Thank her and her husband. Thank uh, K9 as well, because uh, uh, God did create dogs to do what they do and animals to do what they do, and thanks for that. But um, I just want everybody out there to know that uh, I, I do this from the bottom of my heart, and um, it's very severe out here, as you already know and see what's happening in society. And music does heal, and conversations the right way can heal, illustrations and from any form of entertainment of the arts, maybe even sports. Sports can change lives. So I'm combining them all. We're talking about drug guns, which is drug and guns, for short, drug guns. And we're talking about entertainment. We're talking about society. We're talking about humanity. At the United Nation, we are working for the next three years of my seating to the campaign of 2025. We want to see every young person that's right now probably at the age of, uh, 14 by the time 2025 get here those young people will be developed enough to be able to run society and to be able to help add to society and what it needs in the best interest of the next generation under them so we know that music has not really reached the full potential of what its capability of doing to lift the conscious awareness in regards to humanity and i leave you with these spoken words It was just the other day I had this little kid. His name was KK. KK was sitting on the dock of Bay, and he was trying to imagine, but he said time was running away. KK ran into his friend named Run Run. Run Run had a gun. He began to run, but he said, I saw my son. He said, what a son. The darkness has begun. Ray Ray was trying to understand how could we play not Russian roulette, but I wanted to make my life much Greater yet, but then Run Run say, I gotta run because I see some red and blue, yellow, something coming after me. It's true. Deja vu with an attitude, but Ray Ray say, Hold up. Wait a minute. How can this really be happening? We came together. Now you snapping in. Wake, come out of the resurrection of your lifestyle that you're living in. Run Run say, I gotta run. I gotta go. I see somebody coming. I don't see no sun. The sun. Ray Ray say, but it's dark outside. But that's what I mean. Somebody just got shot down the street on the block outside. So Ray Ray began to understand and began to visualize in a new world of illustration. He said, I got to come up with Run Run with some other demonstration, demonstration for education. I got to bring him into my edification. So he brought him into a situation. And Run Run said, hold it, man, I see a light. He said, what light? The light of a spark lights or something. But I see my other friend get shot last night. How can I come out of it? That ain't right. He said, sure enough, that is to be. So Ray Ray said, I got a new case. He said, what is that? I'm a lawyer today. I'm representing you. Representing me for what? I never been to jail or penitentiary. He said, yeah, but guess what? The other kid that said you shot Damon, he said he's going in to turn you in. He said, no, no, he can't be. He said, I'm going to get him. My last name is Run Run. I'm going with the gun. Ray Ray say, not today. The DA is waiting on you right around the corner. How's that? You my friend. How can my friend turn me in? He said, it wasn't me your friend that turned it in. It was the dark side that did it again. We have to understand the moral solution to this is that we as a society, for things that are in dark, there's light there. But what can we do for humanity? What can we do with our subconscious in mind to come from out of ignorance and foolishness? How can we do the way Ray Ray did? And how he saw how Run Run was willing to take the gun. Run Run thought the gun was his God, but he began to realize that it wasn't and come to find, not knowing that Ray Ray had studied to become a lawyer and a consul. He's getting all the reports that was happening in the neighborhood. Same thing that's happening in society, same thing that's happening over in this world. We here in the radio land, and we here as listeners, and we as the people out there, you, the general public, can make a difference. You have the power, you have the integrity. I tell a lot of people, regardless of what ethnic you are, some people say, well, I don't want to, I want to, I prefer one ethnic. Well, all ethnic have their problems and they are falling out. Generational gaps between everyone. So if you don't.